0: get started today at trylifemd.com that's t r y l i f e m d.com are you
1: kidding me you are looking long winning cures everything now for your hosts gary and chris
0: Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Sunday, September 12th, College Football Week 2 Reaction Show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got a ton of stuff that happened over the weekend. Good gracious (laughs) sakes, alive in the morning. I am excited. It is an early show. We have got some things to do. I am going out and celebrating my fifth anniversary this evening. Uh, We have got NFL games and whatnot. So we wanted to break down the games that happened very quickly this morning. Go ahead and give you the rundown before we do so. We got no time to waste. Winningcureseverything.com is the website. Everywhere that you want to subscribe, everywhere that you want to follow on social media, etc., you can find right there. Every show that we do is right there. The show is brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. You can get a 125% deposit bonus. Just use the promo code NCAAF2021, and that is up to $2,500. And it's Sportsbook ex- uh, Exclusive. So go ahead and check that thing out. I'm telling you. Do yourself a favor. There is a link in the description where you don't even have to enter the promo code if you don't want to. You can just click that link and it's going to put it in there for you. And you can sign up that way. So go and check it out. BetUS.com I do a college football show for BetUS. Hey, Chris, I went 5-2 and two against the spread yesterday.
3: That's pretty good.
0: It's not bad. Not bad. And I went 4-1-2 and two the week before. So I'm sitting at like a 9-3 and three clip. What is that? 75% right now. So not bad. Not bad. And Chris throwing out dogs on the sbr show man look at so that i needed I, need,
3: I needed that so i've gone two and three the last two weeks i'm seven and seven on the season in my gambling picks official gambling picks and um and so i was a little frustrated with that but almost every damn underdog that i picked straight up one last night looked and kind of wanted dominating fashion yes one
0: outright not just not just one like no no covered. no these like, aren't
3: betting dogs when i say I, get, I gave out dogs, I gave out Dogs to win, and we did this last <laughs> Year on that show, and And I struggled When you bet dogs, man, I mean, it's tough You yes. know, and and you'd struggle To get a game right, you know Maybe one hell of a, a Week is picking two Four out of five. Holy That's, shit! Now it probably never happened again. That's fine.
0: Uh, the BYU I, game surprised me last night. You know that I was on Utah. I know, uh, but man, yeah, you you hit on hang BYU in
3: all those places. I said the exact same thing. All I did was bet home dogs for teams that have big fan bases that haven't won in a long time
0: because I think they were
3: going to matter. I said it was going to matter, and it mattered. Oh yes. Provo mattered.
0: Oh, it most certainly did. Good gracious, what a crowd! Uh, for the Holy War. We're, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that game. We will get into all of it. Again, Chris does a college football show for SBR Picks. You can search it out on YouTube or, very easy, in the description. Go ahead and click the link. Uh, Ghost Dog 50 already jumps in, so good morning. Good morning. Hopefully, everybody is having a good morning. You can also uh, jump into the chat if you would like to. If you feel like jumping in the conversation, feel free. Dive in. I don't know that we're going to read every comment this morning because we've got a lot to hit on, but definitely jump in there and and we will read through them and see what we got going on. So, uh Chris, do you want to start us off with the Sunbelt expansion talk, okay? Now, the Sunbelt expansion stuff, I'm I'm wary of, right? Like this is stuff that broke on Friday. Keith Gill is the uh the commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference and the AAC of course is talking about expanding and this and that and we all kind of assumed that the AAC would be grabbing some teams from the Sun Belt. This is all aside from the fact that I said that all of them need to just tear up their contracts and renegotiate together, right? Yep. Every G5 league needs to get together and do it together so that you can do all these regional rivalries. You can, it'll make it much easier on everybody. Cut down on Not costs. just
3: easier. I think they're worth more. It's I think the more. games are worth more. Yes. I think they're more valuable that way.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, so, But the Sun Belt is coming out on the offensive, man. The Sun Belt has said, hey, we are looking at expansion. This is the direction that we are going to go. Now, I do want to talk about some potential candidates. We're going to hit this very quickly, and then we got some games to discuss. But uh, the potential candidates that I'm looking at for the Sun Belt, UAB, for sure, biggest college football market out there. They're putting in a brand-new 47,000-seat stadium in the middle of downtown Birmingham. Like, it is—that is the dream, I think, for the Sun Belt. Grab UAB. Now, Liberty, I think, is also another one that is— very, very uh, into, very into football, right? They they focus on that in a big, big way. They have hired big-name coaches. They continue to invest in the program. That's another one. Marshall as well. That may be a little outside of that Sunbelt footprint that they currently have, but at this point, if you were looking for football powerhouses, Marshall is certainly one. They've got a proud history there. I would go there. Uh, and then there's three others that I tossed out. Old Dominion, there's a lot of people inside the industry. Uh, according to The Athletic, Etc. And guys that I know that actually work on the administrative side in college football have told me Old Dominion has everything set up to be able to win, and they are finally putting resources into the program. So Old Dominion is a possibility. Maybe uh, UTSA and FAU. Those are two other ones because Texas and Florida. You're always going to want footprints there. Do you want to add those? I I believe. Yeah, I, I could see those absolutely working. So this would be taking from. Uh, Conference USA and Liberty, of course, and independent. Do you feel crazy about any of those?
3: No. I mean, I do think that the American should go hard after UAB. And if you're UAB, you'd probably rather be in the American than in the Sunbelt. But, um, but no, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I think it's the right move.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're the Sunbelt, you got to go on the initiative. You got to go on the offensive because if the AAC comes after teams, they're probably coming after your teams. Um, some of them. Some of them. Does the some Sun yeah, Belt go after possibly uh, some AAC teams? Now that the AAC is in a weakened position, right? This is kind of the same thing we thought. Does the AAC go after Big 12 teams? Well, it kind of flipped them, right? The Big 12 ended up taking AAC teams, and now the AAC is left in a weakened state. So if I'm the Sun Belt, like I go after some of these Conference USA teams, and I, I maybe reach out to you know South Florida. I reach out to some of these other ones that, that you know are putting in investments into the football program. But who knows how all this is going to shake out. I'm, I'm excited about it one way or the other. So let's dive off of that. Let's actually talk games. I'm stoked about this. Florida State got beat at home by Jacksonville State on a last-second Hail Mary pass. They were up 17-7 to with five minutes left in the game, Chris. Like, I, I don't understand. I literally turned on my television, walked in the door from Tuscaloosa yesterday just in time to see that. And and I swear to you, I did not know how to react. Did you see the cheerleaders that were walking when when they realized that this kid had actually scored a touchdown on the last play of the game?
3: Yeah, I saw them, I, and that's fine. This is why I don't want to ever go, go to a game, by the way, is is because I'm afraid I'm just going to become a meme. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, this one broke
3: my heart. This one really hurt me a lot. And and let me tell you what: this is Mackenzie Milton's first loss as a starting quarterback. Yes, in twenty six games now.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
3: that hurt me. That hurt me bad because you know how much I was pulling for him to get the starting job. Um, Jacksonville State looked god awful last week. God awful.
0: Yeah, thirty one to nothing loss to UAB. How this happened, I can't explain. This is Florida State coming off, and and it's not that it was so much a shortened week or anything like that. They still should have handled this game. That's right. They they did not prepare for this game, and we see this time and time again when you're coming off of a big time emotional spot, right? Against Notre Dame, it, everybody's back. Yeah. Your the momentum with the program is going well, and and it's like the players don't feel like they had they feel like they've arrived, even if they lost the game to Notre Dame and they don't prepare right. They don't prepare all week long, and and it comes down to a couple of plays here and there. Uh, looking at the advanced stats here, at points per opportunity, that is, you know, drives that got inside the 40-yard the line. Florida State only scored 10 points on four drives inside the 40. 10 points. So, it, that's not good. At Jacksonville State, on the other hand, four drives inside the 40. They scored 14 points. Uh, that's 2.5 to 3.5 as far as points per opportunity. Uh, the... The average um, – man, I'm just – I'm looking at, like, stuff rate and everything else, and this was, like, an even ball game. Like, this was even. I just – I don't know how that happens if you're Florida State. Uh, the predicted points added in the fourth quarter. Jacksonville State, of course, came back, scored two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter, and, and that sealed the deal. Like, that last play was an abomination – and Mike Norvell did come out and say, like, this is inexcusable. Yep. But he his tweet uh, last night was, uh, let me let me pull it up. I know I retweeted it. But what he said in the post-game press conference was, ran a two-deep man under, tried to get pressure on the quarterback. They still had one timeout, so we didn't go to immediate prevent. There were six seconds left. What do you mean you didn't go? Like, keep everything in front of you. What? <laughs> but hang on now. I, it, it's...
3: There's a part of me that I think it's I think you messed this up. Okay, coaching messed this up, no doubt. Trying to explain a mistake is always worse than making the mistake. Yes. So so that that doesn't go well either. Here's the problem: everybody in the world, when they go into prevent defense and it messes up and it gets gashed, uh, all all gets killed always. Okay. the The fact that he didn't go into prevent defense now, what bothers me is is. When you're not in prevent, you're also you're still not pass rushing. And that's what frustrates people. Put all your DBs back to where nobody gets behind them. But get some kind of pressure. Don't rush one, two, or three guys. Still rush four guys. Because when a quarterback has all day, they can sometimes make something happen. But if you put their ass on the ground, then they can't make anything happen.
0: Yes. <clears throat> yes. I, I just don't. I don't get it. Uh, by the way, total EPA in the game, uh, Florida State negative twelve point eight, Jacksonville State one point two nine.
3: Like, just <laughs> just a piss poor football game.
0: Yes, yes. It wasn't like it was even a, a big you know turnover fest or something. Florida State had one nope. turnover. Like that was it. I, I just I don't understand how this happens. I it, it this is this feels like rock bottom for Florida State. Like it, it felt like that. Is under Mike
3: the guy to get them out of the bottom?
0: I want to believe so but dude
3: hang on now how okay. long have I wanted to believe Justin Fuente was the guy now maybe he is maybe year six is the, is the year okay
0: yeah no I'm, I'm with you I'm saying I, I want to believe it. I don't know I don't know if you cannot prepare your guys for Jacksonville State like the only good rough. thing
3: that comes from this for guys like us who live in the Memphis area is, is maybe people will quit hiring Memphis coaches <laughs>
0: it's entirely possible no matter how good they are we just not going to hire them anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, may, maybe that's what it is, but I, I, I don't have high hopes. My under five and a half for Florida State this year is looking a little bit better right now. So. Oh, it's
3: a lock now.
0: Uh, I, I do feel I think, I think it's I a, it. an absolute lock. Oh, what, a, what is that? All that momentum just gone. They'll,
3: they'll beat Miami, and that'll be it.
0: <laughs> You're probably right. All right, Oregon 35, Ohio State 28. What in the world happened Oregon playing a 9 a.m. body clock game I didn't bet this one I because I did not have a good feel one way or another but Kayvon Thibodeau out for the game Justin Flo out for the game they're two I guess did not matter it didn't matter didn't matter at all Oregon hey hey, Gary
3: yeah Gary. yeah CJ Stroud not good at football oh he's really not is he he's why (laughs) listen I watched almost every second of this football game and let me tell you what I saw I saw guys wide ass open for ohio state the, the you were right oregon's dbs could not hang with them yeah i saw passes that were thrown not overthrows not underthrow. they were seven eight yards away from where a receiver is standing by themselves yes this kid has to learn some accuracy or or he's gonna get the hook when is ryan day going to give him the hook um it was funny. We have a mutual friend that we were talking trash about bad teams this week and uh he he did not mention Ohio State and I said I, I Ohio State could be a bad football team. And he started making a bunch of excuses for him and he one of the things he said was I think I think this was a look-ahead spot. And I was like, Oh, that that like big upcoming tilt against Tulsa that they've got next weekend? A look-ahead like, spot. Like what? <laughs> like what? And then he was like, Well, you know, this is a noon game and it's hard to get fired up for a noon game. And I was like, if you think it's hard for an East Coast team to get fired up for a noon game, how hard is it for a team that plays on the Pacific fucking ocean? What are we talking about?
0: I will I will tell you this. Uh all right, so so Parker that I do the Bet US show with. He's got uh, this thing called echo Rate, right? Um, okay. And I, let me let me pull it. Up. Ah, he doesn't have it up yet. Crap. Um. All right. So I, I, what I'm curious about, I noticed in this game because I was actually, even though I was headed to Tuscaloosa, uh, the people that I was riding with have a television in the car with Wi-Fi. I didn't know. I didn't know this was a thing. So I was able to watch football all day yesterday, other than when I was at the stadium. It was kind of kind of nice. Ohio State held the football for like the first ten minutes out of twelve minutes in this game, mm-hmm. and and had success. Had a hundred yards, like we're actually it, they had know, success,
3: but they never got in the end zone.
0: Exactly. So points they never per, led
3: in this game at all.
0: Points per opportunity, Ohio State had nine scoring opportunities, put up twenty eight <laughs> points. That's three point one one per scoring opportunity. Oregon had six and scored twenty eight. That's four point six seven per scoring opportunity. Oregon took advantage of of their situations and Ohio State did not. They So let
3: me let me tell you let me tell you what I saw happen in this game. Those DBs realized they couldn't cover the wide receivers. So I think they just tried to hang with them. They realized somebody on that defensive side of the ball, I don't know if it's DC, I don't know if it was Mario, somebody on the defensive side of the ball had said he's not hitting the receiver. So stay in the area of the receiver because if he's not going to hit the receiver, he might throw it to you. And I'll be damned if at the end of the game, the fourth quarter of the game, he's just started throwing it to the Ducks. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I'm also tell you this. I, I gave him as much shit as, as somebody has ever given a coach when he was the coach at Mississippi State. But Joe Moorhead coached his life off last night. Yes, he, he did. Or yesterday afternoon. He called the, the game of his career in a, in a hot – see, it's funny. I valued home field advantage. At Arkansas, at places like Tennessee, at BYU against Utah, at at uh at Mississippi State, I did not value it at Columbus. And you would think that doesn't make any sense. They've got a hundred thousand people there, and Starkville has sixty
0: four. That's because well, Ohio State expected to win. Like that's because Ohio State
3: fans are you eighty percent of the people that are in that stadium have never seen them lose. They've okay. never seen them bad. They've just seen them win their entire life because they're 19 years old. And that's it. Mississippi State fans have never seen their team be great except for one season where they were really good. And, and that even ended up badly at the end. Yeah. And so, so they have this hope. They have this desire. They have this fire that teams that win all the time aren't going to get. Arkansas fans have been, though, not fans, Arkansas has been the worst team in the West for the last seven years, maybe longer. And and so their teams come out these big home games opening season, didn't have any fans last year. They have a fire and a passion that that Ohio State's just not going to get. Alabama's not going to get it. Clemson's not going to get it. If you're used to winning all the time, you're never going to get, you can't manufacture it. You can't fake it.
0: I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong at all. I think Ohio State has got some some soul searching to do. They have the team is
3: talented. Listen, the defense sucks. I think the defense is bad. All right, not not just not just because I don't think Minnesota's offense is very good. Minnesota moved the ball on them kind of at will. All right, but I think Oregon's offense is really good. So them looking bad against Oregon doesn't. I think the defense is not good. I don't think C.J. Stroud's accurate. I think this kid is athletic. I think he is a crazy good football player. He. He needs to find something other than quarterback.
0: Yes. Uh, Cumulative PPA, by the way, Anthony Brown, 17.1 for the game. Uh, Really, really good. (sighs) Like he he was oh Oregon's
3: offense. Oregon's offense yeah. was clicking, baby. C.J. Verdell.
0: Hey, I'm telling you this. I I still think Ohio State has one of the most talented defensive lines in the country, but they are inexperienced. Man, they are so young and they don't know what they're doing yet. In hey, Oregon, we're going to
3: talk about a guy, a lot of guys with talent that aren't any good. Okay. Oh yeah. Cause that that's that's my team, by the way. A lot of talent and not any good. Hang on, you talk about C.J. Verdell. So so on the SBR show, I do uh, I do uh, a winners, a losers. A bad beat of the week, and then I do a uh, like a, a, a I rip this off from from our boy Wetzel yeah. and, and Forty and those guys. uh a, a one game Heisman, and and it's all going to running backs. One of the running backs is Vardell. You, you're talking had had the game of his life. Yes, in Columbus.
0: Yes, I mean, good gracious, twenty carries, 161 yards. Uh, had a 77 yard touchdown run, two touchdowns on the day. Uh, and Anthony Brown, look, 17 out of 35, 236 yards. Two touchdowns. He was serviceable, man. He he, what beyond serviceable? He actually made That's plays. I, I was going to say I
3: plays. didn't think he was just serviceable. I thought he was good. Now, like I said, some of that we were worried about Oregon's defense. We we should have been worried about the other defense.
0: Uh, yes. No, you're you're not wrong about that. You are not wrong at all. It does make me believe that 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 Fresno State situation the week before with Oregon, like I, I kind of nailed. Total that. look ahead.
3: Yes. That that McKinney is a look ahead spot.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's move on. Let's looking uh, ahead to Tulsa. <laughs> Jesus, what are we doing? The Cyhawk Trophy goes to the Iowa Hawkeyes, twenty-seven to seventeen, turnovers galore. It was. It was it too big of a spot for the
3: Cyclones? No, no. Iowa's just better than them. Iowa, Iowa is, is bigger. Fantastic. Iowa is stronger. Iowa is better than them. Iowa at is, football.
0: So good. So, uh, this is what I said on the BetUS show, and, and I've said this multiple times with, with you when we've talked about this game over the past, what, six years that we've been doing this? I was just about to say. Uh, Iowa State wants to do what Iowa does. It's just that Iowa's been doing it longer, and they're better at it.
3: That's right. It's really hard to beat somebody at their own game when they've been doing it longer than you've been alive.
0: Yes. Like Kirk Ferentz, this is this it, it's what he does. Like, this is yes. not like Iowa.
3: I, I can't believe this line, and this line was getting bigger, Gary. This line, I, I got it at three and a half. It closed at four and a half. I can't believe I was catching plus 150. So, this is one of those caveats. You remember we talked about I got dogs right? Like, this was a wrong team favor. This is the books had a mistake. This is, I shouldn't get credit for the Iowa underdog win straight up. Okay? No, no, because I no nobody in the world outside of Iowa State fans really believed Iowa State was the better football team and should have been favored. Okay, so you let me
0: let me tell you, a, a, a interesting theory here, right? The the numbers
3: theories. We're gonna don't
0: go with theories. <laughs> well, in the preseason, look, we we talked about the game of the year lines Fucking and all that kind preseason. of stuff. Jesus Iowa Christ. State was up, not up. They were favored by five and a half in the preseason. I know now, but that was
3: wrong. That was wrong then. I, I
0: understand. Hold on advanced stats from this game. Now, of course, that tries to take out, like, turnover luck and all this other kind of stuff, right?
3: Well, when one team has four turnovers, you can't take out turnover luck.
0: Agreed. I understand that. I'm talking just basic advanced analytics. The post-game win expectancy for Iowa State in this game was 91%. Their success rate was through the roof. Their points per opportunity was much higher than Iowa's. Like, it was... their their average starting field position that's that was the biggest problem there Iowa their average start was fifty eight point one yards Iowa State started on their twenty every time but
3: but they like, made that happen
0: I know I know they absolutely made it happen I'm talking about that kind of those kind of numbers like you are not can't if you're
3: gonna tell me I'm gonna take out all the turnovers then well yeah the <laughs> other team's gonna win all the time like what are you talking about when you turn the ball over four times you can't say I'm gonna give you a stat. But I'm going to remove all the turnovers.
0: Well, no, it's because look, you you can't bet week to week expecting Iowa to be able to score points off of every turnover that they get, right? Like it's impossible. No, but
3: at tell me outside of the quarterback position, name a position group that you think Iowa State's better than Iowa at.
0: I I don't think that they're better than them at the quarterback position. in what
3: world should Iowa State be favored by more than a field goal in this game? A look ahead line a year from now should have been close to a pick'em game. All right. Yeah. There's no way on earth it should have been six.
0: Yeah. No. You're uh, you're not wrong. A Akbar jumped in. Derek R, by the way, has jumped in with a lot of different comments. Uh, Joseph said, "Is that some Earl Grey tea? That's gangster." <laughs> this. Oh, this is just <laughs> coffee, bro. Just coffee, brother. It is. It is uh, in my
3: Harry Potter mug, though.
0: Yes. Uh, Derek R. Iowa is just good. Their defense is solid. And they're, they're really good. And their offense is very complementary to their style of play. Yes. Absolutely.
3: Well, no, they, they don't. Hang on. They create turnovers and they never turn the football over. If you take the ball away from Iowa, take that some bitch home and put it in the frame because it don't happen very
0: often. You're right. You're right. Eight Spencer Peters, by the way, or Petrus, whatever. Negative four point eight PPA on the day. So that's that's uh, cumulative EPA for the game. Um, he he was good in the second quarter and that was it. Like he he did not. Play well. But and he it doesn't matter. have
3: to be. If like, they ever get a good quarterback, Gary, hold on your ass because they're going to run away with football.
0: I think Petrus can end up being good eventually. Uh, this has got to sting for Iowa State, though. This was supposed to be the year. This was you know, their time to shine. And I'm telling you, I think I, we talked about this. I was going to win the Big Ten West. They I think, well,
3: I, hang on. You you stopped it. You should have stopped it one more too early. Uh,
0: just the Big Ten?
3: Oh, just the Big Ten. Oh, I'm sorry. You think it's a big deal to win their division. I think it's I, a bigger deal to win the conference. No, it okay. is.
0: I'm, I'm, I I'm. I got confused there. I Or not confused. Just uh, words the big came Ten. out wrong. Hold on. No. At, you think that they are going to win the Big Ten over Ohio I think, State, I, over Penn
3: State, I think over... this defense, if C.J. Stroud is bad at accuracy now with no pressure at all, he hasn't played a good defense yet. What do you think he's going to do when Iowa State, uh, uh, Iowa comes to town? How many turnovers do you think he's going to have when we, he actually gets pressured and he plays a secondary that is hawkish? Are we sure
0: that he's going to be the quarterback? It, all right, hang on. At that point?
3: Right now, do you not believe that Ryan Day thinks he's got the best quarterback he's got on the field? Yes. Do I, you think the guy behind him is going to be more accurate than him?
0: Because the guy coming
3: up behind him is going to be a true freshman probably.
0: I mean, I know he's them, got a beautiful be head of lettuce
3: and I know that he's, you know, got a million dollars in his pocket. No, I mean, it could be,
0: he could play Kyle McCord. He could play like he could do all kinds of stuff. I think,
3: but... I think Ryan day is probably one of the best offensive minds in all of college football. And I think he knows who the best quarterback he has is. And I just maybe think he doesn't have the quarterback on the roster this year. Not that it's those possible. guys behind him won't be better next year. Not that CJ Stroud won't be better next year. Or later this year, these guys can all improve and get better. Not that they are finished products, because they're not. They're all extremely young. not saying that. I'm telling you, right now, he looks bad against terrible defenses. Two teams that I don't think are good at playing defense, he looks bad against. What do we think he's going to look like when he plays a defense like this?
0: You You think he's just
3: going to magically get better?
0: I, no, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're, I mean, that will be at the end of the season. So there's uh, development yes, time that's, there.
3: That's right. So but, add pressure on top of this, that, <laughs> that that kid has never experienced before.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I know they
3: got, gotta, I know they got those little pot leaves on the side of their helmet and we're just supposed to just assume that they're the better football team. And those boys from Iowa never are the better football team. And so we just never give them the benefit of the doubt. That's fine. I'll hitch, I'll hitch my wagon to the 80 year old man. Okay. <laughs>
0: Kirk is not that old. <laughs> so I would time. he looks away.
3: he looks 80. I will tell he, you this. This game has worn on his ass. Yes. Oh, I, I think that, he, that man
0: has aged like presidents. He aged with that <laughs> uh with that scandal big time. Yes. Big time. From
3: from what he looked like in 2019, 2018 to what he looks like now. I mean, he's this is this is the way presidents when they get into office and four years later they look like they're 12 years older. He the last three years, he looks like he's aged about a decade.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Arkansas 40, Texas 21, and it wasn't even that close. This This was a debacle.
3: This (laughs) one I had. This one was the game that I called. Now, I'm not giving myself credit for Iowa, okay? So I'm a man of honor. If I don't think I should get credit, I'll take it away. That's fine. Let me tell you the number that matters here. I didn't know this was the next game up, or else I'd have had it ready for you.
0: Oh, it's all good. Hey, let me let me give you a stat before you do that. Uh, Arkansas if it's my stat? I'm gonna be mad. Arkansas nine scoring opportunities. Texas four scoring opportunities. So Arkansas scored four point four four points per scoring opportunity, and they had nine of them. Texas had five point two five, but they only had four of them. Like <laughs> there's I, thought,
3: I thought. I te- thought now listen. I like to make fun of Texas. I thought Texas was a really good team. Okay. Yeah. Their running game scared the shit out of me watching them run the football down Louisiana's throat. They got they got nothing. Robinson scares me. I Isn't think this, Robinson's a hell of a running didn't back. Didn't
0: you call this a molly whopping last week?
3: No, that was the kansas Stanford game. I know, game. but but a
0: game like this is a molly whopping, right?
3: Oh, no, this is... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> hang on. Here's, here's a stat divided up between four different running backs, well, three running backs and a quarterback, they ran over 300 yards. It was like 309 yards and five touchdowns or something like that. Just stupid. They ran the football down Texas' throat like I have never seen. This is an old school. This is what happens when you give a crazy son of a bitch who spent his entire life being an offensive line coach, a good offensive line he is going to tell his O.C., we're going to run it, and we're going to run it, and we're going to run it until they don't stop it. And I want my old linemen to eat all night long. Don't make those did. big boys pass block. You have them hitting folks in the throat, and
0: they did. Let me, Man, they did. Let me tell you uh, what I noticed in this game very much Not a so. single
3: running back went over 100 yards. Four different guys, 309.
0: Yeah. Boom. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it, – no, no, so Arkansas, total rushing is uh, per ESPN, per the box score, 47 carries, 333 yards, yeah, 7. 333 They got in a garbage
3: day. time, and they gave two yeah. backup guys that will never touch the football again a couple of touches. Hey,
0: what, what did I tell you last week? Uh, K.J. Jefferson would have to be able to throw a little bit better. And, and he did. And he did. 14 out of 19, 138 yards. He, only, he threw one pick. Um, but, man, like Hudson Card could do nothing. Casey Thompson couldn't God. do anything. Uh, they they had issues all over the place, but uh, what I was going to tell you, Arkansas's uh, top twenty two, like their their starters are on par with the best in the SEC. Man, yes, like they are really really good. Yes. They're and young
3: though. They're very, young. Yes,
0: yes, very they're much young. So. That's the
3: thing. Like talent wise, stars on them. They've been getting good recruiting classes, but Sam, remember, this is Sam's second year. They've only been getting those recruiting classes for last year and the year before. Like that's it. Yes, these guys are green, baby. So that tells me. I'm telling you, this is a good Arkansas team. This is a fun Arkansas team. Texas, that's a Texas. That is a team that hasn't won many SEC football games in the last five, six years.
0: And you about to jump in you're, that league. You're getting, coming like...
3: in the SEC, and you just got your ass whooped by one of the worst teams in the SEC. Now I don't think they're going to be the worst. I think my team's going to be the worst. That's different. Um, I, I man, this is man. Fun. man.
0: This was fun. Uh, let's see. Casey jumped in. Arkansas looked great. Um, and Casey, of course, jumping in with a whole bunch of stuff. Absolutely love it. He said Kansas State must be world beaters. He's talking about Stanford whipping USC last night. We'll, we'll hit on that, too. Uh, we we have got to get rolling on, on some of these. But, yes, Arkansas, massive, massive win. Congrats to the Razorbacks and Sam Pittman. Moving on. Texas A&M 10, Colorado 7. And the biggest thing to take away from this game is Haynes King went down with an injury early early in the game, and I think it shell-shocked the Aggies. Well, uh, it
3: didn't just shell-shock them. You could tell, A, Haynes King is a first-year starter. They were placing Kellen Mond, who was there for like nine years. So you know anybody behind King is super green and really not prepared. Yeah. And as soon as he went down, I thought A&M might lose that game.
0: Uh, Zach Calzada is the guy that, that was coming in, and he was neck and neck with King in the offseason to to win the job, right? And, That's right.
3: But they're both they're both super inexperienced.
0: But, but he was also not prepared for this game whatsoever, right? He did not Man, take the first team reps. So eighteen out of thirty eight, one hundred eighty three yards, one touchdown for him. He was not terrible, but no. It, this was um, this was a little a little scary that Colorado was able to hang with AM If I am if I'm an AM fan, I'm kind of worried about this.
3: Right. I, I would, you have the right to be worried. I also thought some fluky things happened. Like they got the ball in the end zone or to like the one or two yard lines multiple times. And then the worst, the worst rule in sports happened twice yeah. to them. Yeah. That, there's nothing you can do about that. Okay. Cause, cause if you, if you just chalk both of those up to field goals, but this is, this is a different football game. You yeah, know they, what I'm saying? And
0: you win by two scores.
3: Like, yeah, it, it, when you and you don't know what happens from there because now Colorado is down by two scores, and so you your defense might get a pick, might get a fumble, you get them to make a mistake because they're making press, you know they're pressing. Um, just a lot of things can happen to change the outlook of the game. And uh, well, I, you know, I think
0: the biggest thing that I'm that I'm worried you about can't predict that. Like if I'm an A and M fan, what I'm worried is we were not able to run the football. Like, uh, no, they weren't able to 20 wrestle. Twenty-nine carries for ninety seven yards. That's three point three per carry. Uh I mean, what do you what do you even do with that? Like they, they ran Isaiah Spiller eight times. Like I think he something happened with him. Uh Calzado ran seven times, twenty-eight yards, and then Devin Achani, uh, if I'm saying that name right, you guys correct me in the in the chat if I'm not, but he ran nine times for fifty yards. Like he had a, a pretty good average, five point six per carry. But they they couldn't really do anything like that's offensively right. they just they completely shut down when when king went out and i mean they got they got a long way to go man cuz they they got some tough games on the schedule like it's it, i know new mexico was next week and then they've got arkansas the week after that and you do not want to go into that arkansas game looking like you did against colorado so oh no
3: no, I think I think, man, right. I think Arkansas is legit though. Oh yeah, I really do think they're really good.
0: So post game win expectancy, yeah. Texas A and M was sixty percent. Uh, they had five scoring opportunities to Colorado's three, uh, and they were able to put up you know more points. So is what it is with that one. Moving on, this is late night. Last night, did you stay up and watch Stanford and USC?
3: Well, I stayed up and watched the holy war.
0: That's it. no, I, I had so Stanford on one TV and I had uh, uh, BYU Utah on the other one. Stanford 42, USC 28. This is a abject Clay Helton disaster because when Stanford goes to Texas the week before and gets absolutely destroyed by Kansas State, in Kansas. That got yeah, where?
3: You said you said when Stanford goes to
0: Texas. But no, they they played in Arlington last week. It was in Arlington, oh. Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I,
3: okay. <laughs> I was confused. like uh they played Kansas State.
0: No, they yeah, they played Kansas State in Arlington, Texas. It was a okay. neutral site game. Bad. Neutral site game. And and they got destroyed last week. And Stanford comes out and starts a freshman quarterback. Look, post game, when expect there was nothing fluky about this. Stanford ninety no, nine. Beat the hell out of them. They destroyed, destroyed USC in this game. Like didn't even give them an opportunity. I I don't know even what to make of this. Um, what 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 can we do with Clay Helton at this point?
3: Well, nothing. So I have been saying all off season that the hate on Clay Helton has gone too far. He's not that bad of a coach. Is he the second coming to Pete Carroll? No. But is he as bad as everybody's making him out to be? Absolutely not. I was wrong. Uh, he's, he's absolutely as bad as everybody's making him out to be, and he's got to go.
0: Do I get an apology from no, Friday? you don't show? get an
3: apology. And <laughs> people tell me on Twitter I need to apologize to you, Come on. You make your own decisions. If I talk you out of something, no, no, that, that's because I'm no. a hell of a salesman, and you don't know any better. You
0: didn't, you didn't talk me out of Stanford the other day on the show. I was okay. talking about David Shaw. and and or No, I didn't oh, talk David about David Shaw. Oh, David Shaw is still not a very good coach. I still don't think he's a very good coach. But David Shaw is still not a very good coach. But, but is he is he better than Clay Helton?
3: Maybe, but that's still – okay, so you're better than one guy in the pac 12 <laughs> Hey, You still got to get over two more to be in the top 10 of the Pac-12. True, Uh,
0: uh, Tanner McKee, 16 (laughs) out of 23 passing, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Can you take any
3: stats away from this game and think they matter? This was a shit show from the second this game
0: started. I think that you can take away the fact that Stanford's new quarterback actually looks pretty good.
3: I'm not worried about Stanford's quarterback. I'm worried about USC's offense. What the hell happened there, man?
0: Uh, I don't think Slovis is very good. Like this was what I was worried about with the San Jose State game, where USC was up thirteen to seven in the fourth quarter and they couldn't move the ball on San Jose uh, San Jose State for a long, long time. True. I I think I, I think people have figured out this Graham Harrell offense. I mean, it's it's in year three now. Yeah. At, once you're into year three, you've given people plenty of tape. Keaton Slovis was a three-star quarterback coming out of high school. Like I,
3: I know, I know this. It is, it is clear and evident. All right, now both of them. Look, UCLA has beat up on two bad football teams. Okay, but UCLA has taken over.
0: Yeah, there may be a power shift here. Yeah, there may be a power shift.
3: Chip Chip Kelly has just ripped this thing away from them.
0: Yes, yes, they are indeed
3: substantially better.
0: No, I, I tend to agree with you. Not,
3: not. There's, there's, there's a margin there that's pretty wide right now.
0: Notre Dame 32 and Toledo 29 and nobody on the planet really got to watch this game. And what a disaster that was for NBC. What a disaster that was for for Toledo, for nobody to be able to see the damn game. That was frustrating uh, on a on a wide level. Um did you did you ever actually turn it over to this game? I know you said that you weren't going to <laughs> And you are a man of principle, so I, I kind of expect. A, I to am not a to. man of
3: principle. No, 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 no. Listen, I am not opposed to the streaming stuff. If you're the only game on, Amazon gets and Yahoo in the past have gotten NFL games. They get these London games every now and then. And guess what? Are they get a Thursday night game? And they put the London game on at nine a.m. or seven a.m. or some weird ass time. If you're the only game on at a certain time, I don't have a problem with the streaming.
0: Yeah, just you cannot
3: ask me. To a stream balls deep in the middle of 25 other games. I'm never going to do it. I'm your game will be not one that I watch at all because there is too much other stuff going on at the same time. And you can't flip channels back and forth. I made a joke, a little bit of a joke. I made a comment that I thought was clever. You ever think something's really clever and nobody it just seems to go over everybody's head or nobody seems to pick up on it. I woke yes. up this morning. It was butt crack early. Okay, it was like four thirty in the morning. I'm old. Okay, it was like my fifth cup of coffee. All right, I I woke up early, and I thought that I just got to thinking. Did, last night was crazy. Okay, college football was nuts last night.
0: Yes, yes, it was. The
3: one thing that really pissed me off was and I thought this was pretty clever, Gary. Notre Dame played a game that was not televised since the invention of television because Notre Dame has been playing football longer than TV was around. And ever since television was around, somebody has been putting a camera on Notre Dame and putting it on TV. And I thought that was good. And then everybody immediately goes into the whole, oh, you're, you're just cheap. And these people are getting, they said even about the money. Yeah, I told you they were like, they were like, you know, what are you going to do when the Super Bowl goes on streaming? I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna go yeah. watch. It. You know why? Because it's the only game on that day. You dumbass! <laughs>
0: it's a standard, standard situation. Uh, Ghost Dog, by the way, jumps in. 2021 year of the Smash Mouth defense. Yes, indeed, it looks that way. And he said ESPN screwed up their streaming bad yesterday. Uh, Ghost Dog, you got to fill me in on what happened with ESPN streaming because I have the no only idea. game
3: I tried to stream, and I really and and. and- I was not getting it very good. I just work under the assumption that this was played at a really like small high school field was the Presbyterian game. I was trying to watch my boy Ren Heffley
0: um, on the iPad. There were, and let me tell you, yeah.
3: there were tens of people at that game. There are more people <laughs> watching this live than were are watching that live. And they couldn't get that stream to work.
0: Now that, that tends to make sense. That tends to make sense. So it was bad. <laughs> Oh man. Uh so yes, Notre Dame uh the post game win expectancy here 98%. They went down 29 to 24 with what a minute 30 left yep. and two pass interference calls late in that game. They drove right down the field, stuck it in the end zone, get a two-point conversion. Um they they did what they were supposed to do. The,
3: I have a friend that's a Notre Dame fan that went to the game and he was texting me the whole time. He was like, this is an incredible game. Like
0: it was a, fun you're a Notre game. Dame
3: fan, you're pissed off that it's a good game because it shouldn't be a good game against Toledo, but you're really excited. You're getting to watch a good game where your team won. Yes. So yes, no. a little this give was, and take there.
0: This was interesting because Toledo, like we so of course, my theory early on with Hawaii, now maybe Hawaii just sucks maybe that's the situation with that but my theory was maybe these g5 teams haven't seen big time power football in two years and that could end up being an issue right i don't think that's an issue i think the thing is these g5 teams have a ton of returning production i told you toledo number two in returning production in all of fbs they have got a ton of experienced guys back they've got talent they got like four or five nfl guys they're gonna have guys drafted this year like really good players on, on the defensive side and the offensive side, I think Jason Candle's a pretty good head coach. I, I Toledo had a real shot to win this game, and I mean Notre Dame. I, I don't know what to make of them after after the Florida State situation last week, where they're up by eighteen and and they almost give up the ghost at the end, and now this with Toledo. Like I think Toledo's a good, fun football team, right? But I don't think that they are like a top twenty-five team. So now I'm trying to figure out what in the hell is Notre Dame, and I have no idea. I I don't.
3: I don't know the answer to that either. I don't know. I'm just going to watch every week. And we've got two weeks of of film here. Kansas State beats the hell out of Stanford. Stanford then goes on the road and beats the hell out of uh, USC. While Kansas State goes home and almost gets beat by an FCS school. Yes. So, like, what do we do? Like, this is all just one big weird ass circle jerk that
0: doesn't make any sense. No, no, none of it makes sense. And in trying to, this is the
3: dumbest sport in the world. By the way, we we cover and love the dumbest sport I've ever seen. I don't. I. No one can make sense of this.
0: I I will tell you this: it's what makes us love this sport. Oh my god!
3: (laughs) It's so weird. It's so
0: fun. Uh, to uh Tyler Buckner. For Notre Dame came in three out of three passing, 78 yards, one touchdown, ran the ball seven times for 68 yards. He is the future of Notre Dame football, but it is still Jack Cone's team. 21 out of 33, 239 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Kyron Williams, 16 carries at 78 yards. Look, Notre Dame only averaged 3.4 yards per carry in this game. Um, so
3: I don't know I don't know what happened here. You're talking like second quarter-ish maybe? I got a text and said Jack Cone gets pulled. And Jack Cohn got pulled for one series. Very next series, he comes in. That's where he throws a touchdown. Um, I don't know why he got pulled. I don't know if it was an injury. I don't know if it was a weird equipment. It wasn't a play. It was a series. He missed the entire series. I do know at the end of the game, before he throws, goes on the drive, he had like a dislocated finger in his throwing hand. And you see him on the sidelines. I saw this on on, on Sports Center, And somebody's like pulling, like, popping his finger back into place, oh. and you see him, like, wincing and screaming in pain, and then he just runs back out there, leads him down for the game-winning drive, and I thought, all right, all right, he might not be the best quarterback I've ever seen play at Notre Dame, but he's got some toughness
0: to he's, it. He's one tough bitch, isn't he? That, that's, yeah, <laughs>
3: that, that endeared him to be, A, all the flaws, endears you to me because i'm a very flawed person and and i appreciate flaws in people people who are just too good and nah, I, don't, I don't i don't see any fun in that um except for my lord and savior tom brady that's different uh <laughs> but no he's uh. I, I thought i thought that was interesting i thought that was strange i would like this is the only thing i don't like that i missed I would like to know why he got pulled, why he got benched. Was it a benching? Was it an equipment thing? What what happened? And he was at – the guy texting me was at the game, so he's not listening to a radio announcer or a television guy. Yeah. Tell you the thing. I didn't listen. Um. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the knows? only thing I'm trying to figure out why he missed a series in the middle of the – I think it was the late first quarter, middle of the second quarter.
0: Uh, Ghost Dog answered me. He said, "Uh, Georgia game was reduced to, or was uh, scheduled on ESPN, then bounced to the ESPN app before going back to ESPN 2. So he "Oh, said so that they that's had, why the yeah.
3: streaming problems happened."
0: Yeah, apparently that that was the issue there. So, uh, so Notre Dame, you know, yes. squeaks out the win. We we don't know how good they are. Uh, Chris, we're gonna start rapid firing some of these, okay? All right. Um, Mississippi State thirty, or sorry, Mississippi State twenty four, NC State ten, dominating dog defense here. NC State had five scoring opportunities that uh, drives inside the 40. They only got two points per attempt, 10 points for the game. Tim Beck's offense could do nothing against Zach Arnett's defense. And I I could not believe this. I had no idea. Like, State is physical as hell, man. Like, they look so much better this week than they did last week. And I well, don't know it if took it was that off.
3: It took a little while for the offense to get going. First quarter and a half, that offense looks exactly like they looked last week, which was putrid. NC State's defense did anything they want. All that's so, why I couldn't block anybody. And it was like a damn switch went off. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, State got every everything they needed from that
0: point forward. I will say this. Um, I told everybody on the Bet US show that the best player on the field was going to be Peyton Thomas, and okay. and he went out early. So he did. He's the oh, linebacker that, for NC and State, that, So it could out.
3: that could that could be why the offense was able to just immediately make a switch.
0: Yeah, no, it, it certainly certainly hurts. The second best player that I said would be on the field was Isaiah Wilson, and and he went out uh, third quarter. I guess it was somewhere around there. So good morning, Lincoln. My my son is awake now. So he he went to the ball game yesterday, his first time, and uh, and enjoyed himself. But uh, but man, did we we had a party. We had a party yesterday. So he's good. He's good. Here, come here. Come on. We got a we got a rapid fire. Let's talk about Mississippi State real quick. So, hey, tell tell Mr. Chris, did you have fun at the game? Have
1: fun at the game. got <laughs> a boy.
0: Did you did you enjoy it? Tell him roll tide. Say roll tide.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't you don't want to don't listen. Don't abuse that child like that. Somebody now, somebody on this stream is gonna call child services on your ass. That's,
0: they might at this point. I don't know what's going on. He he decided to get all shy on me.
3: Oh, so, you try to make him say them horrible words.
0: That's what it is. I tried to make him say roll tide. He he was Damn saying it all day yesterday. All no, day. That's,
3: yesterday. that's that's cultish. That's cultish. He did it. That's a survival <laughs> mechanism. You blend in with the crazy people so that they don't you know, hurt you or miss you. I
0: understand. I understand. So that's Uh, a
3: defense mechanism. A boy needs help.
0: Back into this NC State game. Uh, Stuff rate, NC State .095, Mississippi State .20. That's a massive difference for anybody that doesn't understand the advanced stats. Um, Just looking at this game from an outside perspective, it, it looked like State had been preparing for this one instead of the Louisiana Tech game. I think I really, there's a yeah.
3: lot to that. I, I, I think I, I think we're seeing that all over college football. Yes. Um, I think it's unwise. I think it's really dangerous. At the end of the day, if you're a team like Mississippi State and you squeak by a Louisiana Tech, but you perform well in the SEC, nobody's going to remember that. Nobody's going to care. So it's a risk probably worth taking. I thought NC State was a better football team before this game started. I thought NC State had a chance to be the second best team in the ACC. I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm changing my opinion on that. Maybe Votec is the second best, but uh the Mississippi ACC State,
0: is in a world hurt right now.
3: <laughs> Mississippi State ran the opening kick off back for a touchdown and their defense was so suffocating and swarming. They they couldn't let they were able to buy the offense time. To get, to get going. figured out. And once they figured it out, man, Rodgers looked good. Rodgers looked real good. Let's yes. rapid fire. Keep going.
0: Re- uh, rapid fire. Moving on. Holy War. The Holy War. BYU 26, Utah 17. And, uh, man, I, I I don't even know where to go with this one. Utah was never in this game, it felt like. It, it, they they could do really nothing in the first half at all. The offense looked it pedestrian at best. I thought that having Charlie Brewer in there would would make this team a little bit better. And in that BYU defense, like the line of scrimmage for BYU, is serious, serious man. At you called this game like you told me. We are really throwing BYU out way too early because we know they got some old like old men playing in this football game. I, that are feisty
3: as hell. Yes. They're aggressive. They're rough. They run the football. This is one of those situations where the announcer just pissed me off. We're we're like seven minutes eight. The first for for it to be the holy war. The first five minutes, of this game was drunk as hell. We had three turnovers in five minutes. All right. Yes. Utah. Utah turns the ball over. BYU gets the ball in the red zone. Turns the ball over. Utah gets it to about the forty. Turns the ball over again. I'm thinking. What in the hell is going on? Then BYU gets a field goal, BYU gets a touchdown. So so it's a very much a defensive struggle game being played between the 20s. Okay. The announcer says BYU is not able to run the football at all on this front of Utah. And I'm thinking, well we're only about 8 minutes into the game. That's kind of a tough it's kind of a tough thing to say when the game has just started and it's kind of gone really weird back and forth already. But let's just see how it plays out. Very next play run the ball right off guard for seven yards, runs the ball for nine more yards, and then they just pretend to run the ball the rest of the game Both teams,
0: by the way, had success doing that. Utah, 7.7 yards per carry. BYU, 5.0 yards per carry. BYU had 231 yards rushing, and Utah had 193 yards rushing on 25 carries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Charlie Mm -hmm. Brewer, like, not good. 15 out of 26, 147 yards, one touchdown, one pick. By the way, I think BYU got another stud quarterback, man. I
3: think the well, Jared Hawkins... It's going to it take some legit. time. Is he Zach Wilson today? No. Could it no. be Zach Wilson next year? Maybe. I don't know. Listen, here's the problem with that, Gary. Everyone expected Utah to be able to run the football on them. Everyone said Utah's better than them at the trenches. They were supposed to be better than them in the trenches on both sides. They were not on defense. The, the BYU offensive line after about the middle of the first quarter began to push utah around and and open up holes and were able to run the football on them pretty good you know what charlie brewer looked like charlie brewer looked like he looked last year with a kind of a strange weird baylor team that wasn't very good and couldn't get anything going charlie brewer might be a good leader a good guy he he doesn't he seems to struggle when games get tight. If you're able to physically dominate your will against another opponent, Charlie Brewer is a great, he would make a fantastic Iowa quarterback. You yes. should have transferred to Iowa. Okay. Yes. Because when you're playing from in up front always, and your defense is always putting you in good field position and you can run the ball on everybody, and you've got four great tight ends that can that can catch the ball and they're just bigger and stronger and faster than everybody on the field. Charlie Brewer is a fantastic quarterback for that situation. You need to make a play. Charlie Brewer is not the guy you want.
0: Yeah, you're probably right the, about at that. At the helm. Hey, BYU, by the way, I think a big part of this, havoc rate for BYU, .26. Yes. .26, yes. Utah, .145. Uh, BYU uh, created chaos. Just yep. created chaos, and, and it really threw the Utah quarterback uh, for a loop. I he mention- had
3: gone too far. It, it, it just not I've never it seen BYU could, as bad as people were saying BYU was.
0: Kalani Sataki. I didn't have a chance to look this up, but I saw I think I saw it on TV last night. First win in the series since 09. Is that right? Well, yeah. It's,
3: I think it's his first time to beat him since he took over head coach.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, no, it is. Yeah. Because I know they had won like Utah had won nine straight. Yeah. So, I mean,
3: Sataki's only been there for what, like six years?
0: Five or six, yeah. And, six, and before yeah. that, I mean, it so, was yeah. Bronco had not won in in a while, so uh, big, big, big win, um, big win. Coastal forty nine, Kansas twenty two. This is from Friday night. I don't want to spend long on it. I just want to bring up the fact that I think Kansas was actually the story of this game, even though they lost by twenty seven points because they look competent with Jason being at quarterback and and Lance Leipold has got that team looking decent, like they Still put up won. a fight.
3: So we were texting back and forth in the group chat that we have, and and I'm watching this game, and I'm saying, listen, Kansas is getting beat, all right? Kansas is definitively getting beat in this game. Yes. But but there are – when I say there are years, every year for the last decade or so, Kansas would have folded. They would have given up. As soon as they got down by three scores, it would have been over. They packed it in. They kept fighting. They kept – this is the best – I know it's it sounds like I'm patronizing them because – they got their ass whipped in this game but this is the best i've seen a kansas football team look in a long time
0: they look fun they are going to i give think they're going to win games yes they're going to give teams fits this year and i sleep I can't listen wait. hey
3: how do you look in purple and gold
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, cover no, your ears ed Come no your ears. no way how, no how way. are you looking purple and gold uh I, I don't have a box score for him because uh, ESPN, for whatever reason, does not have their stats up. But uh, I do know that Jason Bean was a, a lot of fun in this game. So it'll you know, be fun. You know, I still
3: can't find stats on the pressure game. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody kept stats outside of a score.
0: That's That's been a, a
3: running ESPN theme. ESPN doesn't have it. CSPN, C- CBS, CBS. CSPN, CBS, Yahoo. No, It doesn't. It's like the game didn't yeah. get played, but we have a score. That's I a, just that's want to know how many touchdowns my boy Rennie Heffley had.
0: That's all. I, I, you, I, hey, look at uh, look at Presbyterian's website. Just go look at that. I did. That. It, they don't have them. I don't think.
3: I don't think somebody kept stats, Gary.
0: Well, they they were when playing. I, when I tell
3: you, tens of people were there, Gary. Tens of people were there.
0: They were they were playing what like Fort Lauderdale uh, Junior High School or something. <laughs> it was. Oh, I'm man. not
3: exaggerating when I tell you that our high school, Olive Branch, down the road, is is maybe three times bigger than this place. And it's not like I mean this oh, yeah. is a damn Mississippi high school. This ain't Texas football guys.
0: No, you you ain't wrong about that. All right, moving on. Miami and App State. Miami gets the win, twenty five to twenty three. But it, it was not for lack of trying to let App State win this ball game. <laughs> um, this was this was a close game, and and I besmirched the name of uh, oh god, I just went blank. Uh, Chase Bryce the. I think that's his name, right? Uh, the App State quarterback that was at Duke last year. Oh that yeah, yeah. That, that, God, yeah. I I talked so much trash about him because he led he led the country in turnovers last year. I mean, <laughs> he was awful at Duke, and I thought, man, if you if David Cutcliffe can't get this kid to play well, well what? But is Sean Clark you you
3: do? said the right name though. I think Cutcliffe is.
0: He's yeah, cut. Uh, now they, they got a win over NCA and T this week, but uh, look, App State looked good. Looked good in the trenches. I don't. I I may not may have I vastly overrated Miami uh, yes, you did. in the preseason and and you told me not to and I didn't listen and I apologize for that to everybody no, but <laughs> I,
3: I gotta ask a question what kind of for a team in a school that actually there are people that real use real voodoo down in Baton Rouge? what kind of weird ass voodoo does every time Alabama plays a big ranked team preseason, that team is they have the worst year they've ever had in ten years. I have no idea. How do you it how do you do
0: that? I don't know. I don't know. You remember they played like number eight, Michigan, back eight, nine yes, years ago, and whatever. Yes,
3: and Michigan lost like seven games that year. Yes. You play Florida State. Florida State was ranked like three in the country, and Florida State lost like five games that well, year and were trash.
0: Hold on, hold on. Florida State lost their starting quarterback to an injury. It doesn't
3: in that matter. That team was I know, bad, Gary. I know, I know, I
0: know, I know. I know. They but were I, bad on
3: defense. They're bad on the offensive line. They were overrated everywhere on the field. How in the hell do you do this?
0: Miami, by the way, in this game, won the field position battle by an average of 14 yards per Drive. Uh, Congratulations. A, a App State was a, their post-game win expectancy. 76% of the time with the stats that were put up in this game, does App State win the game? 76% yeah. of the I time. I thought App State was gonna win the game. Uh, Miami had eight scoring opportunities, only put up twenty-three points in those eight scoring opportunities. That's two point eight eight per scoring opportunity. App state only had three scoring opportunities and put up 17 points. So they took advantage when they were able to get down there. Um, but man. Like Derek King doesn't look good. Uh, no, nobody from Miami really looks good. Like I just, I, I can't figure any of this stuff out. Uh, overall success rate here, App State forty five percent to forty two percent. But they like App State should have won this ballgame. game. Absolutely yeah. should have won the ballgame. game. And
3: all, listen, all I want, all I want to do is use this game to shit on Alabama. Okay, you, you guys yeah. line up the schools of the deaf, blind, and dumb. That's it. You shouldn't be number <laughs> one in the country. You're gonna, you're going to at some point in time bring up a stat that y'all were number one in the country like 87 weeks in a row, and nobody in the world has ever been that. And you know what? That's bullshit. You didn't earn it. You haven't deserved it. You might be the best team in the country, but we don't know that because of how you've played. All right, Agreed. because you played two awful teams, and you got schools like Georgia and, and Va Tech and, and Iowa and these other schools that yeah, they're not as good as Alabama. It doesn't matter. They have a better resume. This is the only sport in the world where we don't care about what you've actually done. We care about who you actually are. And that, that pisses me off. So I took a couple of shots at you last night for that.
0: It's all good. I understand that. And that's, that's perfectly fine. But yes, Miami should not have won this ball game. And now Miami gets to deal with a much improved looking Michigan state team. Uh, next week,
3: uh, I think they're gonna get beat by Michigan State next week. I
0: think it's entirely possible.
3: They're going to that game's at that, that game's at Michigan, right? Michigan uh, state.
0: no, I think it's actually in Miami. Um, Jesus, they don't have to leave the Mason Dixon line the whole year. I think, I think it's uh, it's they get Atlanta and then two two home games. Hold on, I will double check this for
1: you right before we get that schedule. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I think uh, I mean, they played in Georgia and then they play App state at home, and then I think that they've got uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, against Michigan State. At home, 11 a.m. in Miami. 11 a.m. Central Time game in Miami. So, All right.
3: Well, they might not win that game because Michigan State will have to be coming down into the mugginess of the South in the summertime.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. I've got a few more that I want to hit. Uh, we we got to roll through. Michigan 31, Washington 10. Um, is it fire Jimmy Lake time? Should we – I mean, like six games into his tenure, should we be uh, thinking about this? You, you brought it up last week. I know you did. So I think that you All I know Gary is
3: I've just been told He's an amazing coach
0: That's all I know I've been told
3: I've been told he's a great coach I have no idea Who What information people you have To tell me that I don't. I don't know where you're pulling that from. I don't know where because uh, you're not the only one. It's out there in the ethos. Jimmy Lake is a great, coach.
2: Jimmy
0: no, a great I, I, hold on, coach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, he is a great defensive coordinator. He was Are you under, sure. Yes, because he the defenses were great under Chris Peterson. But I wonder if that is the element that's missing. Like maybe Jimmy Lake is not made out to be a head coach. He hired uh, John Donovan. This is what we've talked about for the, the last, dating back to last year. John Donovan is the most predictable offense coordinator in the country. And he does the same crap over and over and over and over again. And So it's and, the OC's fault. And no, it's not just the OC's fault because the head coach is the one that hired him. Like, he was terrible at Penn State. And then James Franklin fired him. So, and, and of course, Penn State got significantly better after the first two years of James Franklin's tenure there. Like, I, I wonder if this would change anything if he was willing to, because this is a guy that kind of spits in the face of analytics, right? Jimmy Lake is. He's one that wears the hat, you know, run the damn ball to practice. Which, which like,
3: should endear him to me. You know this, right? Yes, we love like, running the like ball. This, this is supposed to be my guy because I want to give the middle finger to all the analytic guys. Yes. But I don't. I don't. You take Coach Kelly at Presbyterian and I worship that man. I love that man. You take this
0: guy because you understand and, how to win ball games. You understand what it takes to win. You you have yeah. to be able to put them together.
3: I like, don't it, it, my hatred for my dislike for Jimmy Lake is I'm completely agnostic on the man. I don't know enough. I don't have enough information to have an opinion, but I've had forced down my throat for the last year and a half. He's great. And I just want to know where these people get their information from. What are you seeing that tells you he's great?
0: What was, right, I just want to know that. Tell me this what was the most surprising stat from this game for you? Um, the fact that Michigan only had to throw for 44 yards in it because they ran 56 <sighs> times for 343 yards, that's 6.1 a clip and four touchdowns? Or was it the fact that Washington, who is known for their running game, Ran the ball thirty-two times for fifty yards. That's one. I think think Michigan.
3: Michigan was like Oregon. Michigan was missing their best defensive player, the best defensive player on the team, and and it didn't matter. It just didn't. They could have been. You could have cut the knees off of the top five defensive players for Michigan. Washington wasn't scoring. Right? They were my fat ass in high school. Nothing mattered. I wasn't going to score. It's just not going to happen.
0: That just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Washington's defense, by the way. They're bad. This team might be the
3: worst. This team might be the worst in the Pac-12. Arizona might be able to score on this team and beat them. You score
0: 14, you beat the hell out of them. I don't know. Arizona got it, got it handed to them pretty good by San Diego State last night. San Diego State's a good football (laughs) team. Dan. I've told you that before. I know. San Diego State's
3: a good football team. Hey, San Diego State's better than Washington. You bet your ass, San Diego State right now, is better than Washington.
0: TCU wins their game against Cal. Oh, and this
3: game stressed me the hell out.
0: 34-32, to 32, uh, where did this Cal offense come from? Like where, I haven't seen this?
3: Cal play this good of offense if you combined all the best plays that they've had for the last two and a half years.
0: It, it was unbelievable. Uh, Cal's points per scoring opportunity, they had four. Uh, they put up 21 points in those scoring opportunities, 5.25 per opportunity. Um, they, they looked good. TCU could not look really good. TCU could not create any kind of havoc on defense. And and this was a game between Justin Wilcox and and Gary Patterson. And we put up a total of 66 points. I know. what in the
3: world. I would tell you defensive scores did come like one of those, one of those touchdowns from, from Cal was a gimme like four yard pick six. That was just atrocious by TCU. TCU got down and then that offense kind of flipped the switch and they, it kind of got, got, got rolling for a bit and then it slowed down. It, as much as I hated this game because I lost money on it. Um, I was really proud to see Wilcox and the boys fight like that. I didn't want to see it because I really like TCU and I think TCU could be really good. Um, I would like next week to know that this is not a fluke and to think cow might've found something.
0: I, I, do wonder about that they so chase garbers who we've all kind of made fun of they cannot get the ball down the field all that kind of stuff yes yeah uh 16 out of 27 passing 309 yards two touchdowns
3: got the ball down the field
0: gary it's amazing it's it's when when you've never seen something before it it kind of surprises you by the way zach evans massive massive in this game 22 carries 183 yards That's 8.3 a clip and he had a touchdown
3: (laughs) i was just about to say he's almost averaging a first down every time he touches the ball
0: yes I mean, he was that's, unbelievable. That's kind of um, sick. It it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So yes, the TCU situation <sighs> here, I I thought this was gonna be a slug vest because remember, it was just like three years ago. It was the cheese it bowl, like 2018, where it was ten to seven and yes. they had like nine turnovers it, in the game.
3: It's it's almost like it's 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 like we're living in bizarro world. Yes. Gary Patterson and and Coach Patterson, Coach Wilcox went together. And they and they busted like seventy on the on the total.
0: Yes, I'm. That's crazy. I, I, I would, have bet, I my, I would have
3: bet my life if you gave me the total that finished this. I'd have bet my life that they wouldn't touch that number.
0: No, I, I'm the same way. I am the no, same way. Yeah. I just now I will tell you this. Uh, by the way, we'll we'll close out that game with this because I still have two more that I want to hit. Um, Cal now under Justin Wilcox ten and one against the spread as an underdog. I, I ain't betting against him again. I'll tell you that. So I, I didn't, I didn't pick the game. I didn't feel good about it because of that stat. They were nine and one against the spread in it. But, whew, uh, yes, most certainly. All right, um, Pitt forty-one and Tennessee thirty-four. This was a fun ball game to keep track of early, and and I don't know, yep. uh, Pitt. You know, post game win expectancy, Pitt was supposed to win it ninety-two percent of the time based on the stats. Field position was right. equal. Uh, points per opportunity. Pitt had nine scoring opportunities in this game. <laughs> like I, I will, I do want to commend Pat Narduzzi for not just being old man football. Right, he brought right. in offensive coordinator Mark Whipple, and and he completely revamped that Pitt offense. And he realized, much like Nick Saban, we've seen the transition for Saban, and and a bunch of a bunch of other uh, defensive head coaches that have realized you cannot win all the games by playing smash mouth offense and defense right we can still have a really good defense but you are gonna have to be able to put up points sometimes and and they figured it out like they are putting up points Mark Whipple the former UMass coach is now their offense coordinator he's in year three Kenny Pickett has been there for like eight years uh Ghost Dog at Pitt and Tennessee game was really good yes it was this was a fun game and Knoxville looked like they were rocking man Listen, I, I was, I was, Tennessee is
3: going to be so much better than they've been in the past. They really are. I think that Pitt team's really good. They might be the second best team in that conference. Um, You're not wrong. He, he, here's, here's the thing there's only one thing that I saw in this game that made me so happy. There's only one. Joe Milton dropped back and he threw a 70 yard bomb for a touchdown. And it was an absolute laser. And I well, that, thought that
0: wasn't Milton, was it? Yes, that was Milton. No, I thought it was Hendon uh, Hooker because they brought in Hooker. Uh, Milton only had 50 yards passing and he had no touchdowns. No, it was Hooker. Yeah, so Milton, Milton went seven out of 12 for 50 yards, and and they bitch. brought in Hooker 15 out of 21, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, Hooker's seven. to do this giant, right? Well, both of them are both of them are big. but well, yeah, Milton but Hooker's does.
3: got ho- all right. Hooker's got arms. Yeah, Milton's built do. like yeah. a big boy, but he's not. He doesn't have like that definition to him right hooker yeah. hooker right. looks like a prize fighter
0: yeah i could yeah i could see that he was the okay. one that was at virginia tech last year
3: okay so he's the one that threw the touchdown shit man you know yeah. how bad i want milton to be good i, I just know. want him to be good but it, look here's he's, the deal all right he's like, not good i got i got man that makes me feel like Race. i just thought they were both the same guy <laughs> Well, I, mean, they, I
0: thought
3: it was i thought it was milton <laughs> it made me happy it made me happy okay it made me happy it was a lie but it made yeah. me happy
0: no, I can understand that. Uh, Lots Ghost, may be happy. Ghost Dog said Tennessee much improved this year. Yeah, no, they they do
3: Hypo, Hypo is going to win games there. Yes. Is, is he gonna win the East? No, just calm down. Maybe in a couple of years. But the 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 hate on Hypo when he got hired is is just was not not justified at all.
0: Yes. Uh, Pittsburgh's defensive front, one point six seven havoc rate. Really good. Really good. Really they, were able good. To, they were able to create chaos. Now of course these but two pages, on, but that's
3: what that's what Pitt and Matt Narduzzi and, and them do. They just play defense that suffocates you, and it's chaotic.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. You're you're not wrong about that. So yes, Pitt much improved, and cheers to Pat Narduzzi for opening up this offense, figuring out that you're gonna have to do some different stuff here and there to be able to win. Memphis and Arkansas State. I I kept up with this one. I did not get to watch it all. Memphis fifty-five, Arkansas State fifty, and good gracious. What has happened to this Memphis defense? Uh, it's not like they were great anyway. I, I did want to pull up here the uh, the ridiculous stats because what was it like 487 yards at the half at halftime? Um, and let's see total total game team stats. We had Arkansas State with 680 yards. Memphis 680 yards of total offense. You had over 1350 yards of total offense in this ball game, and it, nobody could stop anybody. A hundred and
3: five total. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they broke I, I know, I know so many people had the Memphis ticket. And I know it was Memphis minus five and a half. And I want it so bad to bust this total. I wanted to break a hundred, but I knew it would kill everybody's ticket. And it did. It did kill everybody's ticket. And I do not care. I wanted to see a hundred go on the scoreboard.
0: Uh Seth Hennigan, uh freshman, you know, uh, starting quarterback because Grant Gunnell, of course, is out for that's right. uh, an extended amount of time. Um, he was twenty-two out of thirty-three, four hundred seventeen yards, five touchdowns. Brandon Thomas, eighteen carries for one hundred and ninety-one yards and two touchdowns for Memphis. Like their running backs are two hundred. He had
3: almost two hundred yards on the
0: ground. Um, so it, the the situation for Arkansas State was they they weren't really able to run the ball. They they ran three point one yards per attempt, ninety-eight total yards on thirty-two carries. Memphis ran 37 times for 263 yards. That's 7.1 per clip, uh, and, and that includes the sacks of Seth Hinnegan, which there were five of them for negative 26 yards. So, yeah. and like they they were able to run the football, they were able to pass the football. Memphis's uh, passing, by the way, 19 yards per reception.
3: <laughs> you you you, yeah, this is insane. You talk about Arkansas State not being able to run the football. If you put up almost 700 yards of offense. Throwing the ball.
0: Does it matter? Like <laughs> throw the ball. Who gives a shit if you run the ball or not? Um hey, they brought in James Blackman, by the way. Arkansas State played two quarterbacks. They they have Lane Hatcher that's that was there last year. Um Logan Bonner is the one that actually followed Blake Anderson over to Utah State. But James Blackman, of course, the quarterback that Florida State could never figure out. They couldn't get anything to work with him. Came in nineteen out of twenty eight, three hundred six yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Looked awesome. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's it is really amazing. This game, this
3: game is just crazy. Every year, Memphis finds a way to get themselves in a wild ass game like this, and they find ways to win them. Last year, it was a UCF game. Um, that just amazing. Yeah, they had last year's UCF game was the first was the most yards from scrimmage out of any game. Did this game break that? yeah because i don't remember the total yards from last year
0: i think it did no it didn't because that game had like 1500 something yards or yeah. something yeah I, I about to
3: say i don't think they broke the but they didn't score this much i don't think
0: no it was 50 to 49 in yeah that
3: last that last
0: one this was crazy like yeah. I butch jones at arkansas state could end up being a whole lot of fun Whole well, yeah no
3: we thought we thought that was going to be a fun hire
0: oh yeah no, we'd thought he'd be good there um I, I, I didn't know that it would be this early that he would have that offense rolling quite like that. Now Blake Anderson did leave the covered stock pretty pretty well. Some of this
3: could be the defense at Memphis just is
0: non-existent. Which Mike McIntyre, man, I we we thought good things about Mike McIntyre's defense, and that ain't working. That ain't working uh, at all. But well, they're not stopping anybody. No, you you ain't wrong about that. All right, we'll close out with this one. This is the last thing we're going to hit today, and of course, it was. The 20th anniversary of 9/11 on Saturday, and Air Force uh, whipped Navy. Just yeah. whipped them, 23 to three. Navy had 34 carries for 36 yards. That's 1.1 per attempt. They threw the ball 10 times, completed three passes for 32 yards. Navy is a dumpster fire at this point, and of course, you don't want to say that the day after you know the anniversary, but uh, they they did go ahead and fire their longtime offensive coordinator Irvin Jasper uh, this morning, or I guess it was late last night, like after the game. And who, I mean, you got to put up a a bad performance when you've been there for that long with Ken Neomatalola, Which, by the way, Ken has been there for so long, and he was so successful been there for a while. And yep. And is it possible that uh, we've heard of guys overstaying their welcome? many times never would have figured it would happen at a service academy but i don't know what you do if you're navy at this at this point because ken has proven that he's a good coach in the past but man they are like navy is bad I, you want to talk good things about air force uh but air force you know 59 carries 176 yards three touchdowns or three uh 3 yards per carry and three touchdowns um they only threw the ball for 49 yards like it-
3: We would want to talk good about Air Force if every team Navy didn't play did this to them.
0: That's the thing.
3: If Navy played really well in a couple of games and then got drummed by Air Force, then we'd have good things to say about Air Force. But the problem is this is a broken damn record every week with Navy, man.
0: This was, by the way, uh, total yards. Air Force had 225, Navy 68 total yards for the game. Uh, Navy was one of twelve on third down and oh of two on fourth down. God dog. I mean it, it was domination. And it this is one of those games where if I'd been watching it, I would have been really happy because I bet this thing was over in two hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> I bet it was done in two no, hours. No, you
3: can make a dinner reservation off these two teams.
0: Oh, most certainly. So yeah, I I, I like Air Force. I think Air Force is going to be pretty good this year. But, I do too. But it, there's here's, not here's much a the problem.
3: Say. They're stuck in a conference that's pretty damn good we think
0: yeah mountain west is is going to be a lot of fun the, ma-
3: the mountain west is they got some fun not one of these punk ass g5 conferences anymore they're they're getting a lot better i think san Diego State's better Fresno's better san jose is better boise still looks really good like that that is i'm sure i'm leaving somebody out that that's a good conference man
0: yes yes indeed they are wyoming by the way really good wyoming's
3: good yeah no really i'm gonna say is nevada there
0: yeah, Nevada's there. Yep. Holy
3: shit, I left Nevada out. I think Nevada's really good. No, yes. I knew I was going to leave some people out. No,
0: uh, Ghost Dog said really good conference. Ghost Dog said maybe Navy should stick with the option. Uh, this is that's what cost them this like not costing the game, but that's that's what this was. Like this is the option. Like
3: I don't I don't know how you win there. I don't. I really don't.
0: I don't either. I mean, it, Jeff Munkin came in and completely flipped these service academies on their head. Like he mm-hmm. he has really changed the game for Army and because Army Army got a win by the way I didn't have this on my list but Army got a win over Western Kentucky thirty eight thirty five so I got the, I got the cover with the with the mountain or the uh, the mountain the, the hilltoppers but when Army's putting up thirty eight points on on explosive football teams whoo, baby 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 all right you ready to rock and roll let's get
3: out of here I'm going to watch out some NFL here.
0: we're gonna go watch some NFL all right you guys have been fantastic the show brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code, N-C-A-A-F 2021, 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. So, there's a link in the description. Go ahead and click that, and it'll put the promo code in there for you. But I'm telling you, best sportsbook out there. Go ahead and check them out. BetUS, where the game begins. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and check out the Butterfly Effect College Football Edition. It is, do a search for it. I'm going to try and actually post it to, like, the top of the page because it's, it's a few posts down now. But uh just Yeah, so we've for gotten
3: it. a bunch of them in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and check that thing out because we are up for a podcast competition. <laughs> we want you to do us a favor and check it out. Make sure and like this video if you have not already. Subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, all that. The numbers are exploding right now, and we appreciate all of you for watching the show. Uh check out the BetUS College Football Show. Check out the SBR College Football Show. Links in the description for both of those. You can subscribe to those channels. And I think that's gonna cut it. Chris, anything else we need to hit? That's it, brother. That is it. You guys are great. Thank you for watching and hanging out with us. We, uh, we love these Sunday shows. The, the Sunday shows are going to be different times almost every week. We just got to fit them in wherever we can because NFL, all that good stuff. So pay attention to your dial. Make sure and hit that notification bell on YouTube if you want to jump in on the live show. With that said, you guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully all of your NFL tickets cash today. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.